0: You are listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician Roundtable. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, your host, and we are talking today with Carney Wilson, noted singer, performer, entertainer, about gastric bypass surgery and the surgical approach to obesity. Ms. Wilson, tell us about Light and Hope.
1: Light and Hope is a a website that you can go to to uh, find a qualified board-certified, experienced surgeon for gastric bypass, which is really the most important step. You need to have a good surgeon. There are so many surgeons that, um, well, they call themselves surgeons. They can take a weekend course and start performing the surgery. And that's why when you hear about surgeons that nick the intestine or they, they don't make a proper connection, there's obstructions, there's you know all kinds of problems. And it's frightening to know that there are people that just are jumping on the bandwagon uh, performing these surgeries because it's, quote, you know, the the cool surgery, the hip surgery, the growing surgery, and that it's becoming so popular now, you know, they want to get in on it. But it's very serious, and you need to find a great surgeon, and Light and Hope is a network of surgeons, and it just makes the whole process a lot easier, and it's a place to find some great information, and there's message boards, and there's chats, and there are a lot of people connecting on there, and sharing their experiences and stuff. It's really, really great. I'm honored to be a part of it, and you know, um, my manager, Mickey Shapiro, founded it, and he's my savior. I mean, without Mickey, he's a really, he's a very devoted man who is like a father to me, and if it, I mean, he saved my life because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have done the surgery. He's great. He always has these great ideas, and It's wonderful to see these ideas. He gets them in his dreams, and to see them come to fruition is really cool.
0: Yeah, and certainly this light and hope, as well as if he was a part of having you do this on the Internet, so you can reach out and help other people who have this very difficult problem.
1: You know, a lot of morbidly obese people don't leave their homes a lot. They're ashamed to leave. It's hard for them to walk and move. They're, They're on the Internet a lot, so it's actually brilliant.
0: And in terms of us physicians in the field referring our patients to this site, it did say that the surgeons that you list meet very high standards of professional excellence. Do you know anything about the specifics of what those standards are?
1: I know that they have to be experienced. And really what someone should look for is not just the surgeon himself or herself, but the program that they offer. What kind of aftercare do they provide? Do they work with you? Are they... Are they going to encourage you to go to support group meetings? Do they offer support group meetings? You know, it's really, really important because if you have the surgery and then you don't connect with nurses, surgeons, other patients, you will gain weight and you will, it is not a good idea. There's, that is not the way to success
0: this is a tool. It has to be part of a program, and so we've got to find the right surgeon, and this uh, site certainly seems to have criteria that we doctors can feel confident. These surgeons are excellent, but you're suggesting also make sure there's the whole program with the surrounding support. Absolutely. Now, there's some products that are, I noticed on the website that are also available. Do you, have you tried any of the meal plans or things that, were, that are also available on Light and Hope?
1: Well, first of all, um, Metagenics makes fabulous vitamins and meal replacements. And a lot of the patients, um, well, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say a lot. Um, I'd say a, a handful of patients have some trouble getting their protein in and feeling a little tired for the first couple of months. And a great way to get a lot of protein in is with meal supplements. And there's a ton of protein in them. They're very, very good. And they're, they have a very low glycemic index, so you won't have the dumping syndrome most likely that some people experience, most people experience which you want to experience too. And I did not talk about dumping, but it's a really big part of this. And I actually think that we might want to spend a couple minutes talking about actually how it feels to eat and what happens to the body because it's a whole new ballgame.
0: Why don't we do that? Tell us what will our patients uh, feel when they start to eat and and perhaps have problems with dumping?
1: I always look at it like when I eat, especially the first year or two, it's like an experiment every time you eat. And I know that sounds kind of scary because you almost don't know, know the result, but you learn fast how your body reacts to food. And that's why there are certain no-nos, at least for a while. One of the most important things I tell people is people that are contemplating the surgery and they have these concerns about, about food. And they say, well, I'm, am I ever going to eat, you know, cookies again? Or am I ever going to eat pasta again? And uh, you, know, I, I'm never gonna, you know, I'm never going to, am I only going to eat a pea and I'll be full? You know, it, I tell people, no, 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 it's, you will be able to eat anything you want, but it's how much you're going to eat of that food? For instance, each meal is going to be based on protein, and then some vegetables or or some fruit, and then carbohydrate. When you sit down to eat, you need to look at food like where is my protein in this meal? And it is redundant, it is repetitive, it is annoying. It does feel that way, but this is your survival. This is your this is your satiety. This is how you're going to be the most successful and stay the most healthy. And it's just a proven fact. I mean, even if you haven't had gastric bypass surgery, when you eat carbohydrates, your blood sugar spikes, and then it plummets, and then you're hungry again, and you have to level out your blood sugar, so you need to eat. So when you eat protein, you are, you're satisfied, you're satisfied for longer, and your blood sugar stays level. So I tell people, when you eat too much sugar at one time, you're probably going to feel a sensation that really sucks. It's horrible. It, it's actually just the worst thing I've ever felt your heart races, you sweat, you had a headache, you feel nauseous, you feel like really tired, like your heart races, and you, you feel like you have the flu, and you, you just got to lay down, and you, and you just sit there and you moan, and you just you can't believe, you feel like doomed, and you feel like death. I mean, it's, it's really like that. And then all of a sudden, it's gone after like 20 minutes, 45 minutes, depends on you know how, how much you ate and what you ate. But I tell people, stay be careful of the fats. Be careful of, you know, hidden fats and sugars like barbecue sauce or ketchup or, you know, cheddar cheese or anything fried. Forget it. Uh, Be very careful about that.
0: You really need to analyze each meal and watch the constituents carefully. Otherwise, you can have this terrible dumping syndrome.
1: A good way to look at it is like, eat your meal and have a bite of something that you really want at the end of the meal. You can have dessert at lunch and dinner. Just have one or two little bites. Just have one or two little bites. There are different, almost like histamine reactions, like when you eat, sometimes your nose will get stuffy or your nose will run, sort of like if you're eating spicy food. You know, you, and it's really insulin, and that's what dumping is. It's an overproduction of insulin and the sugar or fat going right into your intestine, and it's, your, it's an actual it's a physical reaction like a diabetic would have, but very, very severe So you're feeling the insulin rush, and that's what dumping is. And it's really uncomfortable, but it's my saving grace.
0: it uh, got you to eat properly.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it just keeps me in check. You know, like, uh uh-oh, I can't eat this whole brownie, but I'm going to have a bite or maybe half.
0: You're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, and we are talking with Carney Wilson about the resource for overweight patients considering bariatric surgery called Light and Hope. And so we know that there are surgeons who are qualified listed and you've stressed that we should look at the support that these uh, surgeons provide in their programs. Uh, so tell us about these live chats that are available.
1: Yeah, they have periodic chats with some of the Light and Hope surgeons and these surgeons will discuss the surgery itself and the effects of the surgery and obesity in general. And I'm hoping to have more psychological chats where some psychiatrists or psychologists come on and talk about the emotional aspect and perhaps some patients themselves to uh, have chats and be involved. I know there's a lot of people asking questions. Tons of people are very curious, but having that personal like one-on-one like, yes, I've had it, and not just me coming on and doing a chat, but like an ac- the actual patients, I think would be really cool.
0: And then I saw that there's uh, what looks like a wonderful idea. There's financing available.
1: A lot of people they say, well, oh, I could never afford that surgery; it's so expensive. And really, the surgery itself is anywhere from four to eight thousand, depending on the surgeon, and if you have it open or if you have it laparoscopically. But it's the hospital that's the killer. There's life insurance through Prudential, which is so great for gastric bypass patients. One year, uh, one year post-op, and and plus.
0: I imagine the rates that they can obtain are much much better.
1: Yes, yeah, they, they can, I mean they can now obtain you know non-smoker. Preferred rates, which is such a great feeling. You know, get, try getting life insurance when you're a smoker, have uh, heart problems, diabetes, and you're 450 pounds. I mean, good luck. There's some some great things that are um, on this site, and one of the the new things that that I actually thought of, which I'm really proud of, is bariatric meals that are actually becoming available. I think at the end of this month, to be delivered to your door, three meals a day through uh, Zone Chef, and Zone has been very successful with delivering foods. I've done it myself, and I'm actually on it now. It's absolutely delicious. It's like gourmet, very affordable food that's prepared and delivered every day. One of the things that's hard for patients is that they, it's like you can't make a decision. Like there's almost fear based behind, what do I eat? Oh, you know, would this be good? Would this be good? And then time and work. So this is very, very convenient. I wish that I had it during the time after uh, when I was first post-op. So this is really a great, great, great thing.
0: And I, I noticed that there's a, a way for doctors who are bariatric surgeons to apply to be listed in the directory on this website. And uh, that's pretty straightforward if they just go to the website and, and click on on the appropriate box?
1: Yep. it's You just click on and there are people waiting to talk to you, surgeons, to become a member. And you should because it's such a Wonderful service we can provide people, and there are so many people waiting out there for good surgeons. They're just waiting.
0: Well, this is a wonderful resource, and doctors uh, and other medical professionals. It's L I T E and Hope all together dot com, Hope dot com, and there's also an eight hundred phone line one eight seven seven, light for hope, L I T E for hope. We can hopefully make uh, use of this to help some of our patients. Uh, In closing, Ms. Wilson, uh, what can you tell medical professionals about from the patient side? What would be most helpful as we approach people with obesity and counsel them uh, non-surgical as well as surgical options?
1: I would say that each patient is individual and, you know, a separate case, an individual case. And there definitely is some criteria. You need to have a body mass index over 35. You know, you need to be 100 pounds or more overweight or a body mass index over 35 and many patients experience diabetes and you know high cholesterol high high blood pressure, and many, many comorbidities.
0: Well, I have to thank you very much. for Your passion is palpable. Your insights are very, very valuable to us medical professionals who are listening, and it certainly gives us new ways of thinking about how to help our patients who have this very, very difficult problem.
1: I just wanted to add one thing. There's something that's really important that I need to say, and that is that we can't measure who we are as people by how we look because if somebody is mortally obese, doesn't mean that they're less of a person or that they're not important or that they're not wonderful people and that, you know, we're all here on this earth for a reason. And I just find that it's such a horrible thing to be morbidly obese. It's not like you have diabetes where you take a medication and nobody knows that you're diabetic. When you're overweight, people know and people see it. So physically it's so so horrible. But mentally it's probably worse. And I just want the message to come across that you know, you're not a bad person. You're not doomed. You're not doomed. There is help. So if you feel that way, I'm I'm here to tell you that you can change where you're at. You have the power to do it. So that's a really important message I wanted to get across.
0: Excellent. Well, I want to thank you again, Ms. Wilson. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.